Welcome to Industrious Radio, a weekly show dedicated to exploring what does it mean to work hard, live fit, and have the absolute best life possible. This show is hosted by Barry Napier, Stephen Hitt, Jeremy Donner, and a revolving cast and crew of super cool people. It's showtime. Welcome, friends, to another episode of the Industrious Radio Show. We are broadcasting live from the Industrious Worldwide Radio Headquarters. It is 2019. I have Steve-O and Jerbear in the house. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks. Thanks for having me. What up, guys? How's it going, guys? Happy New Year. Yeah, hey, happy, happy New, New Year. Year. Man, we're here. I know. It's crazy. I think this is our third January episode. January, like 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 first of the year We've been doing this for three years, isn't that? Or is it I th- two years. I think it's two years. I think it's 2017. Yeah, I think is when we kicked it off. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I know flies. it's incredible. It's incredible. In in every year when we get to this time of the year, I mean, we have to spend some time on goals and goal setting. Oh yeah, and really turning those goals into reality because I think you know what's so cool about New Year is that all of us, all of us, whether we take a lot of time, whether we take a little bit of time, we we get an idea about what we want to achieve. In the upcoming year, I mean, it's hard not to do that in January and think about, well, what do I want? You know, what do I want health-wise, money-wise, relationship-wise, body-wise, all that stuff. Yeah, totally. You know, it's this. This is the time to to sort of bring it all back and 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 reevaluate, reassess, determine you know what it is that you want in your personal life, what you want at home, and, and then also you know what you want for your fulfillment in your career. And you know, I think that. Uh, Doing that every year is is so important for for everybody to sort of stay on that long term path of uh, of living the best life possible. You know, in fact, this year one of the things we're going to do to help you is uh, on a quarterly basis we're going to revisit this goal setting topic. So yeah. starting off now, and then as we wrap up Q one, we're going to do a return to your goal setting exercise, and we're going to be here. 2019, part of your team to bring your goals into reality because that is the topic for today's show. Yeah, it sure it sure is. I'm stoked. So where we want to start, I think, is is with these fitness goals. You know, because um, obviously we spend a lot of time uh, talking about fitness, about health, about wellness, really about achieving this industrious lifestyle. And so I think maybe today let's get get started and, and dive into some of these foundational things around our body composition, around our our fitness levels, and around those markers specifically for 2019 goal setting. Yes, absolutely. And and I love that we're kind of honing in the focus here towards fitness goals because, you know, oftentimes when people set their goals, it they're they're not they're not necessarily factoring in what they should be doing, you know, for themselves. I think that, you know, a lot of people are providers for other people. They, they work hard for other people. They have families, they have kids, and they're constantly going around the clock to try to, you know, to, you know, do everything for everybody else. But the one thing that I will say is, as it relates to living the best life possible, a gym membership or active exercise is not optional. It is absolutely mandatory. And you you cannot even say, I'm living the best life possible unless you are giving your body what it needs to be as healthy as possible. So, you know, I, I like that we kind of keep the focus within fitness because 
that is the one thing that oftentimes people forget about. And yeah, New Year's resolutions, everybody's like, I'm going to lose weight. That's, it's the number one New Year's resolution. I think, you know, survey after survey after survey says that it really is. Um, however, there are reasons that people do fall off of the wagon. And, um, and you know, I want to go into sort of how you can avoid that stuff uh, for the long haul for this year. Yeah. And especially coming through the holiday season, just with the increase in responsibilities and doing things like even all just the shopping you got your Christmas list, work parties, all the different food choices. Um, I, I stepped on the scale this morning and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, scale totally went up, absolutely went up. And I don't, and it wasn't like in a great positive way where it was like I, I gained a bunch of lean muscle mass either. It's just like seasonally, you got to know there's certain times of the year that it's very easy for your foundations to either get eroded or to get slightly knocked off kilter a little bit. And so it does make sense in January to do a reset and kind of refocus on what you're going to do and what you need to do. But that oftentimes does need to start with some kind of measurement around where am I right now? Where am I starting from? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got to have a baseline. You got to know where you're starting from so that that way you understand when you look back, whether you were successful or not, You, you have to be analytical like that. Yeah, I think that the the like holiday times are great because it kind of puts you into a in a position where you're spending all this extra time just enjoying yourself and finishing off the year, and then January rolls around and and I think it sets people up for good success on on feeling that they're making some sort of a, a big change, whether it really is a big change or not. From the past month or so, it's going to feel like a good big change. Yeah, totally. And it's those seasons of life too. You know the 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 calendar has a weird way of sort of you know. Uh, kind of pushing people towards undisciplined or bad habits during the holidays. But, you know, generally when we get to the first of the year, people are like, thank goodness, you know, I had a great holiday season. Um, it was fun. It was wonderful. But now I'm ready to clean things up uh, for the next three to four months so that that way I'm setting myself up for a good year and also a good summer. Totally. Yeah, we, we've talked a lot about this on prior episodes that we're big believers in the seasonal approach to your body composition, to your fitness goals. You know, real, realistically speaking, as you look at all the things that you might want to focus on and achieve in a year, fitness isn't always going to be your number one focus, right? There are different times where it might be your career, it might be a relationship, might be a, a different areas of self-care like meditation or stress reduction. Uh, but for, for when it is time to focus on fitness, which now is, I think, a good time to focus on fitness, uh, where you need to do what one of the key things you need to do is focus on that. So uh, I do think it's important to goal set on a variety of different areas. You know, you're all the different areas, but then it's like, okay, cool. Well, what I'm going to go after right now though, is I'm going to go after and lean in on my fitness. And then I'm going to move through that into my other goals. One big mistake uh, that, that we see, all the time is people just trying to do too many things at once. You know, they're trying to get their fitness back on track. They try to change their diet up completely. Um, they try to, you know, kick their Netflix habit. They try to uh, spend way more time with their kids and be a better parent uh, and be a better spouse or whatever and all this stuff. And then they also try to pick up like some new skills for work or something like, right. and then they want to learn to play piano. <laughs> yeah. See this every time. It's like, no, there's no way, man. There's like seven all huge changes you're going to try to make all at the same time. Right. Way better just focus in and saying, hey, I'm going to go after this right now. I'm going to get a win here, going to get momentum here, going to get victory here. And then I'm going to take that momentum, that victory, and I'm going to leverage it into the next goal I want to go after. Success is, it's habitual. Like you got to, you got to create those habits day in and day out and they don't have to be big things. You're actually probably going to be way less likely to be successful if all of a sudden you're like, okay, I got 15 new year's resolutions and I'm starting them all January 1st. Here we go. Yeah. So each day I have 15 more things I'm going to do. I'm going to do these five morning things in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So, so pick, 
two or three things for month one, two or three things for month two, or maybe you're looking at it in a quarterly approach, quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four, but just pick two or three things and then narrow it down to two or three things per week, two or three things per day. That's going to help you get to that bigger goal down the road. Man, yep. you just spoke some truth right there. Yep. Yeah, that is the wisdom right there. If you can narrow the focus and sharpen the axe and strike at that precise point on the tree, instead of just going around in the forest, just trying to chop down like a bunch of trees, giving them a little whack, little whack, and then onto the next tree, you're not going to fell that many trees. Right. That's exactly right. You ha- you have to have clear focus, and and to Jeremy's point, you know you have to you have to set manageable uh, small. Uh, goals and, and then turn those into little victories. And, you know, for me, one of the techniques that I use is I try to do one small thing for my, my family and my household and our finances per day. And I try to do one small thing for my business per day. And I try to do one small thing for me per day that is a little bit above and beyond the normal whirlwind, right? So you have your normal whirlwind in all three of those constituents, right? And it's the daily grind. But, you know, there's that one small thing that you could do. As an example, um, you know, I normally check the mail and pay the bills, right? Well, maybe this time I'm going to check the mail, pay the bills. And also because I want to pay down a little bit of personal debt this year, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go in and make a splash $25 payment on a credit card today. The payment's not due, but it's 25 And it's, it, it, it's that, that's how small I'm talking about. You know, something that is that small. And what it does is, to Jeremy's point, it cultivates wins. And when you start cultivating wins, you start gaining momentum and you start gaining confidence and you, and you start forming habits. And that's really what this is. Anytime somebody wants to make changes, what we're talking about is habit formation. And, you know, in most of these things, you know, more health, which means exercise and nutrition, uh, more sleep. These are intense, tough habits to form. And, and you know, you, you, you have to go after those in small things and not try to, you know, be like, New Year, I'm going to get up at 345 in the morning every day and I'm going to go to the gym. Is, that's yeah, a tough That's one. a hard change. It's a real hard change. Real yeah, even yeah. five minutes. Didn't getting up work. five minutes earlier. <laughs> so that's a massive win if you do that. You know, it's really interesting. I just... Just came across the other day a fantastic app, you know, and there's all kinds of cool apps out there that are supposedly there to help you with new habits. But this one is is actually uh, unique in that it was designed by the head of uh, behavioral research at a major university. And this is the, he's actually a, a behavioral economic guy, PhD guy that looks at how people's behaviors impact kind of massive economies, nice. but they also specialize down into how people's behaviors impact their daily lives and their lifestyles, right? That's Which then inform super fascinating stuff. They put together a really cool app called Fabulous uh-huh. and uh, super cool. Totally check it out. I love it. But where the app starts you, there's all these cool different habits you can eventually get to, but where it starts you is with drinking water each morning. That's where it starts. It's like the secret to beginning any big thing is the smallest, most insignificant seeming step, but creating victory wins and momentum there that then you can take and leverage into that next small thing you're going to put in place. So it all starts with drinking a glass of water when you wake up in the morning. I love that. I nice. love that. And it's proof and concept to, to the concepts that we're always harping on, which is small little victories, gain momentum. 
we know our shit. That's what we're talking about here. Okay? It's backed up by the head of behavioral economics at like Berkeley or some shit. Just telling people to do the same things we tell them. <laughs> yep. Uh, damn right. I love it. I love it. So it, talking about this weight loss kind of body composition, body weight topic, I mean, this is since it is so timely, like why don't we spend a few minutes maybe just talking about some of our thoughts on turning that particular goal into a reality? Because most people, uh, as they get into January, have one of two goals. They either want to lean out some, they want to see a decrease in their in their, in their their overall body fat right. uh, for a variety of reasons. Maybe they want to look better, maybe they want health markers to go up or change. Or they want to get stronger, and they want to see an increase in their in their muscle mass or their performance. Again, maybe so they can perform better, look better, whatever the output is. But generally, you can boil it down. And then, of course, you know you could be greedy and you say, "I want to do both of those things at the same time." But right, totally. Well, and in you know to add to that, I would say that those people that are interested in either either fat loss or weight. Uh, or I'm sorry, or muscle uh, uh, gain, those are probably going to be people that are pretty well educated or, or pretty aware already. I think there's a ton of people that come into it just looking at it from a I want to lose weight standpoint. And that's probably the first mistake that everybody makes, you know, is they, 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 they have a, a weight goal. And for a lot of people, it's very relevant. But, you know, when, whenever you're thinking in terms of weight, there's so much that is that goes into what actually adds up to your total body weight. And you know, one of those things is fat. The other thing is uh, is is going to be things like your bones and your organs, and then also your extracellular water. And you know, these things are different. And you really need to understand and, and have some way to measure all of those things so that you can really understand what you're going for. Most people think the desired outcome that I want here is I want to lose weight, but really what they're actually saying, they just don't know what they, they just don't know what they want. They just, they, they're, they're used to the scale is they say, I want to lose fat and I want to gain lean muscle. And, and that's, that, that's what you should be saying. Yeah. That's technically the correct answer yes. Yes. is that. But we simplify it and we, we are imprecise in our language because right. it's culturally, that's the norm we live in is weight loss. Right. Uh, but sometimes weight loss can be really bad. I mean, yeah. when you're when you're losing a bunch of lean muscle um, and maybe you lose a little bit of body fat and you're down 15 pounds, but seven or eight, 10 pounds of that was muscle, that, that's actually a really bad thing. Yeah. Weight, the, the term weight and like what weight does, the only thing weight is, is your relationship to gravity. It does. It that's literally. It, it doesn't tell you anything else other than that. It doesn't <laughs> tell you whether you're it. healthy. It doesn't tell you that's whether you're not healthy. It's just a number. That's all it is. Well, I mean, this is interesting because if you look at like BMI as like a great body mass index as a way that a lot of people, you know, hear the BMI, they get measured when they go to their traditional doctor. They're going to get a BMI uh, composition. And it's funny because like I'm like if you guys are probably too like probably close to the obese range. I'm clinically obese. Yeah, you're clinically obese. Me BMI. too. Yeah, yeah. Because BMI is only calculated off of what your mass height divided mass. by your, yeah. your height. So yep. it's like your weight over your height. Yep. Yep. I'm I am I think just at right at ten percent body fat, and I'm clinically obese using the BMI BMI yep. calculation. Which now everybody in the world, I think most people in the world know that that's a that's a bad one to look. And at. And if you don't know that, heads up, it's a bad one to look at. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I do see it a lot in the medical profession, though. I still see it a lot in like do- hospitals, doctors talking about it. Like that has a relevancy. I just yeah. don't really think it's a great one to go off of. No, I don't. I don't. I think it, it is it is much better to to understand total body weight. 
then from there understand what what or how many pounds of that weight is your lean mass how many pounds of that weight is your skeletal mass and the difference between skeletal mass uh, or skeletal muscle mass and lean body mass lean body mass is your total body weight minus your fat that is your lean body mass so it's factoring in bones and organs and, and extracellular water however your skeletal muscle mass is the amount of actual muscle that is on your body. And so you, you, in my opinion, you need to know all of those things. And it's important because when you look at the data spanned over time, your ratio of skeletal muscle mass to body fat is one of the greatest indicators of your overall health and longevity. So muscle mass goes down if your skeletal muscle mass goes down, your body fat goes up. But even if your skeletal muscle mass just goes down, uh, that is putting you at a higher and higher risk of dying as you age. So if you yeah. look at the leading cause of all all-cause mortal- mortality, why people die, it, there's a direct correlation between losing muscle mass over time and risk of dying. Yeah. When you reach a certain age, it's just genetically written into everybody's code that you're going to start losing your muscle mass. I think it's like 60 or something like that. So when you reach 60, you're going to start losing muscle mass, whether you're working out or not. That's why it's important for people to be doing this muscle gaining type thing with on your way up to your sixties. Cause once you reach your sixties, it's too late. Totally. You know, so build it on, tack it on, you're investing in your future. Yes. Ladies, we're definitely talking to you because those muscles are where you get those delicious looking booties and all those <laughs> awesome curves and that strong little arms. I mean, all of that stuff and guys too, you guys, you know, we're talking about muscle is good. It's sexy. It's, it's healthy. It's powerful, but it does mean that you're going to gain weight oftentimes when you gain muscle. So one of the things that, that you're talking about, Steve, is, is maybe you should throw out your scale. Yeah. I, I am a big believer in that. If you if you really want to get the most out of your fitness goals, I would for for 2019 and beyond, I would take your scale out to the out to the dumpster right now. Maybe you could do like the office, like the where the, he takes the take the fax machine and the sledgehammer. <laughs> get a couple you know, of buddies, like yeah, um, yeah. yeah you, because here's the deal: that scale is providing you a data point that may or may not connect with what you actually want to have happen. Exactly. That's the danger of the scale. Right. Incomplete data. Well, that and not only that is because of all of those things that we were talking about that go into your total body weight, um, in particular, extracellular water, it you know, you, you, that thing is going to move around, man. And, and I've seen the scale just drive people absolutely crazy. And I've seen it, people get momentum and then all of a sudden they stop seeing the scale move because the body composition is changing. The skeletal muscle mass is improving and the, the, the fat is falling off and relative to those things are, you know, fat is very, it doesn't weigh that much and, and lean, or I'm sorry, skeletal muscle mass weighs a lot. And they, they, they stop seeing the, the scale moving and then all of a sudden they start to get deflated. They start to feel like they're losing momentum. They start to, you know, feel like what they're doing is no longer working. And then they make some radical change, like cancel a gym membership and go try something else. And they bounce around and they, they end up, they just go full circle, end up right where they probably were. Whereas if they would have just trusted the process, stayed the course and probably had some other data they would have been, stayed a lot more engaged because they would have seen the goods that was actually happening to their body. Now, I will say, to be a devil advocate to your point, and just on the flip side of that, that when, when you look at people who have lost weight and kept it off, yes. you know, so 
and by weight loss here, I'm talking about body fat. So they've lost body fat. They've achieved a, a healthier overall weight combination of fat and muscle, and they've maintained that healthier state for over five years, right? So they've, they've really, it's become who they are. Uh, when you look at the number one habit that they, those people have is they have a reoccurring way that they're measuring where they're at. So they have some form of measurement. Got it. Interesting. Could be scale, could be tape measurer, could be a body comp measurement system, but they're reoccur and just think this is so think about why that is. So even if they had incorrect data but they had made significant changes and were able to maintain those, like if you're not checking periodically where you're at, it's very, very easy to just wind up somewhere where you don't want to be. Great point. And so yes, absolutely. So the scale, while it is a is a tool to see where you're at there are much more effective ways to get the data that you need. But yes, you do need the data. Don't get me wrong. I am not, I am not um, throwing analytics into the garbage can. Um, you know, in, in one, of those, one of those tools is something that we've just recently invested in. So I know, which excited. is super excited. I mean, because when you think about it, if you think about um, is, is bad data better than no data, it's hard to say, you know, because I have seen what you just described with people, you know, we've run multiple, we've run hundreds of people through different lifestyle transformation challenges. And one of, I know personally the pain, the firsthand pain of working directly in coaching and helping people create transformation in their life. When that scale stops moving, they start to question everything yeah. about themselves, about the process, about the program, about their food choices, about like literally everything. And it can, it can really, it can really mess with people's minds. Yeah. Um, and what unfortunately is happening is we have a case where bad data is influencing Telling it's telling the wrong story. It's not painting the full picture. So the key is then having a measurement system, a process, a way to get the real deal data. What's really happening with your body, the whole picture, yeah. And to get that on a like reliably and consistently to know where you're where you're at and where you're not at, which yeah. is what we're super excited about with our new machine. Exactly that we are so pumped. And you know, ten years ago we. All, the only thing that we had to do or the only thing that we could do is tell people that were that were you know that you're just describing is you know just trust us just trust us just trust us but there was no way to measure it there, there were ways to measure body composition but it would have required the following driving around town going to this place for the dunk tank going to that place for the calipers going to this place for the for the the basically the equivalent of an MRI scan or a DXA scan um, you know, it would have required all of this this work and just unbelievable cost to get the analytics that we are now able to provide in forty five seconds, which is incredible. Yeah, of course. What we're talking about is the addition of the in body machine yeah. to the gym. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, this is like getting the Ferrari of body compositions just parked out front. The thing is, and everybody get you take drive. I mean, it's having Ferrari. You get to you know you're able to use if you want to. Um, yeah. It's there as a resource, and we'll talk about what that what that's going to look like and when the launch of that program is. But um, to put it in context. Yeah, like if you look at dunk takes, super pain in the ass. I hate dunk takes. Uh, one, you got to find where they are. Fifty dollars. 
a pop and it's, it takes like 12 minutes. It's not comfortable. You get all wet. It's totally gross. The other thing with the bod pod, that was, that's like, there's like two places that do a bod pod, which is air displacement. Uh-huh. And they're like 120 bucks a pop yeah. for the bod pod. I mean, it's like really, really expensive. And then I think you have the DEXA scans and I don't even know where you can get the DEXA scans done. The, it's a mobile deal. Oh, is it? There, yeah. There's a, there's a company called body spec that will bring a, basically a sprinter van with an MRI or with a, mm. with a, a DXA machine in it. And then they'll 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 run it for you, kind of on site. That's gotcha. the only place that I've seen it. And those things are just they're super invasive. Like yeah. there's there's so much like prep work that goes into those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, whereas what what we're getting with the in body is, I mean, take your shoes off, take your socks off, t shirt, shorts. Yep. We're done in three minutes. Yeah, tops. From the time you talk to me and you want to do this thing, we're done in three minutes. Yep. And the in-body machines come a long way too. I mean, the whole it uses kind of electromagnetic, like electrolytic current, kind of yep. shoot through your body. Highly precise machine these days. Yeah, it is very precise. Super and cutting edge. All kinds of great scientific articles and, and how the in-body machine has been tested um, at major universities as, as far as its accuracy is concerned, and it is very accurate. Yeah, it's not. It's not. This isn't like a slightly better version of the home scale that does the body fat measurement through electrical induction or whatever. That that exactly. thing's a ch- that is a piece of crap joke. Yeah, I hate those things because they're they're even worse than the the, the weight scale because yeah. they're vary so much because they're so imprecise and then just they're weak. The units can't do what they're supposed to do. It's exactly. like trying to buy a medical piece of equipment from Bed Bath and Beyond for forty bucks. Exactly, it's probably not going to be that good. Yeah. Right. Okay, that one costs ten thousand dollars. That one costs twenty five bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> for uh, not that's just because yeah. they just made up the price and we're like, well, let's charge ten grand. No, yeah. that one actually does something. Yeah, exactly. This one doesn't. Yeah, yeah. there there's a reason that the in body machine is found. In 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 hospitals and clinics and in in places you know that that are uh, that can afford very expensive medical equipment. Oh, I'm I'm so pumped. I mean, I remember when we ran our first lifestyle challenge uh, a number of years ago. One of the things on my dream list that I talked to you about, I was like, oh man, it would be so great if we had an in body machine one day. And so I was so stinking pumped when to find out we were getting it in because it it is incredible. It's a game changer yeah. for anyone looking to increase and improve. Whether on, on either side, whether we're looking, you have a kind of a fat loss goal or you have a muscle kind of muscle growth goal or, or a combo goal, like you just want to improve your overall health and fitness, there is no better tool than being able to access an in-body on a regular basis. Yeah. And the, the version of the in-body that we got is the in-body 570. So there's an entry-level in-body machine, which is called the 270, which will give you some data, some good data. Um, but the, it, it doesn't factor in, uh, things like your skeletal muscle mass. It doesn't factor in on the 270. It doesn't factor in your extracellular body, or I'm sorry, your, your extracellular water. Um, and, and frankly, a, a bunch of other stuff that is very, very useful. Th- those two pieces right there. I mean, that just that it, essentially, if you can think about it, it just goes from, it goes more and more and more precise, the nice, the higher you go. Yep. And this is a top of the line version that really gives you the most precise, the most accurate data. Yeah. It, There's only one other business in the area that I know of, and they're down on the, in Greenwood that has an in-body 570. So we're we're really the first ones with it. So exciting! Cool. <laughs> so exciting. Yeah. When when are we going to go live with the in-body? So Steve and I actually, it, it just came in the mail yeah. the day of the New, New Year's Eve. Yeah, came in while we were setting up for the New Year's Eve party. Yep. Um, 
but uh, we're going to kick it off on the 14th. So it's it's been a, it's a really quick, easy setup. You literally just plug it in, plug a printer into it, and then you're good to go. Um, so the 14th, we'll be launching it to the community. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of um, staff training and we're going to mess around with it on our own for fun. Uh, <laughs> we, we, get, we, you know, we love to put things through their paces to try yeah. to just work it. Cause there's always some kinks. There's some bugs. There's always just a little like figuring out how to get the printer to print and do all the stuff and make sure everything works right. So you'll see it in the gym, yeah. uh, up over this upcoming week. It's already there, but if, you know, in terms of going live, yeah. 14th. Yeah. We will start testing the week of the 14th. Um, and, and again, that's just for all the points that Jeremy just made, you know, we need to understand that machine inside and out as a staff. And then, you know, there's just a certain amount of training that, that is involved for our staff. Um, so that that way they can give you the, the best experience possible with the embody. Awesome. And then did we, did we land on, I know we've talked about, we were kind of kicking around different potential options from a pricing standpoint. Um, did we land on some pricing options though? I would think, right. Kind of have a variety of different packs for people. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to make it super accessible for people. So there's going to be a member price and then like a non-member price just so that people who are, you know, members to us and important to us will have the easy accessibility to it. Um, so it'll be sort of like a punch card type thing. So for one, one test, it'll be $25. Uh, and then we'll go to six tests, which would be 125, 12 tests. We'll make it 200 and then 24 tests will be 350. So we're going one, six, 12 and 24, because typically with this sort of a test, you want to test about every two weeks. So for 24, um, test is $350. That's your whole year's worth of testing in, in that. So you could pick that up. You could pick up uh, like a half year for somebody for 200 bucks um, or just for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And if you think about when you're, when you're, when you're, uh, there's really two ways to look at it. I mean, the every other week testing is, is what I would consider to be the ideal play on that. Um, and especially if you're in a, like in a focused where you're looking to increase your lean muscle mass or your skeletal muscle mass, or if you're looking, you have a particular fat body fat, comp- body composition goal, having an every other week measurements, perfect. Uh, it's a, it's really the minimum. I mean, you could go every week if you wanted to. And, and it, with the punch, you can use it whenever you want, right? Like, so if you got the 24 and you wanted to do it like every week, you theoretically could. Yeah, we're totally. not, we're not. And on the flip side, if you want to do it every month, you could also use it every month as well. I think when you're looking at that, the viability and the usability of that data, my minimum recommendation is to do it on a monthly. Yeah. I think after that, you're starting to get into, you know, I mean, then maybe if you're just in a maintenance mode, like you just want to once a quarter or like whatever, just check in with yourself, then that's cool too. But I think if you have a particular goal you're working out after every week, every other week or or once a month would be the three that I'd look at. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with both of you guys on that. I think that, you know, for me personally, anytime that, you know, you make a, a, a new change, let's say you add a supplement like a protein and you want to see if that supplement is actually delivering more skeletal muscle mass for you. And if it's, if, if it's doing what it says, which means that you're going to lose fat too, I would recommend test yourself every week initially so that that way you can see the thing moving. Um, and then sort of as you get into that maintenance, you know, phase, then, you know, you can back it off a little bit, maybe test every uh, every two weeks or every month or something like that. Oh man, can you just imagine like one time, like being able to actually test a supplement to see if it's like actually oh, working? I'm putting them all to the test. If <laughs> we're carrying it and it's not moving the needle for people, I'm getting rid of it because it's bullshit. It's so- <laughs> I freaking love that. I wasn't even thinking about that, yeah. but I have like... I got I to show you guys the box of supplements that I got for Christmas. I mean, I was like, got some cool stuff I want to play around with and test. Yeah. And that's a perfect way to do it. I wasn't even thinking of it in terms of, you know, keeping everything else relative and then 
swapping in different supplements to see what they do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited about that, that, that dimension that it gives us. Man, that is so freaking awesome. What, with Between that, if you look at the overall data picture that you're able to get right now, like you'll be able to get in 2019 um, as an industrial athlete, it is on par with with what you'd be getting in like the NFL or some like ultra, you know, or NBA where it's just the amount of specific data that you have on your capacity, work capacity, your output, your thresholds, you know, your, your calorie burned, your expenditure, energy expenditure. And now with looking at what the output of that is in terms of the results you're getting with your body, super exciting. Totally. And, you know, this other thing that I'm really excited about too is, you know, anybody that comes to us that is new, you know, now we have an, we have the ability to show them where they're at right now. Um, and, 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 and that's just exciting. You know, it's exciting for community growth to be able to have a tool like that on hand that, you know, you can come into the gym and we can run your body through the test and then we can go over with you exactly where you're at right now. And that's your starting point. And, and, you know, that's a powerful thing. Whereas before we didn't have that. So I'm super excited. The only thing that's missing from the equation so far is because if we talk about, well, hey, look at, you know, we got the chest strap, the arm straps, you dialed into the system, you're getting kind of your work output, you're seeing all that kind of stuff happening. Then you're able to step on the in body and you're able to now get uh, accurate information on what's going on with your fat and your, your skeletal muscle mass. The only, other, the only other factor that we should really talk about, we need to talk about is our food and our nutrition because that's the other component. We have the data, but when we look at moving the needle, making changes, whether that's growth or loss or whatever the transformation is that we want to occur, nutrition is the other piece. And it's super important. It's the one that people really just overlook entirely. You know, they come in and they work out hard. They hit their hour long class and they're all sweaty and breathing hard and stuff like that. But now we're seeing with the heart rate monitors, how many calories are you actually burning per class? (laughs) That's right. That's right. And, you know, to, to that point, I feel like oftentimes people will work out to eat what they want. And that's, that's just sort of the, their habit. That's where they're at right now. And what we want to try to do is that's a great starting place. It's better than eating what you want and not working out for sure. But over time, what we like to do is we like to change the behaviors with people so that they're eating to support what their body needs for exercise. And then obviously all of the stuff that it needs to do, like, like the heart needs to beat and stuff like that. So we want people to get in the habit of eating to support exercise and not working out so that they can go eat whatever they want. Because to Jeremy's point, I mean, you burn 300 calories in a, in an hour long workout and then go eat a, a bowl of ice cream. You know, you, 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 you just, you know, reversed what, what you were actually trying to do. You're still in the excess. Like yeah. people, calorie, calorie counting is a real thing, yeah. whether, whether you like it or not, it's, right. it's, it's been around forever. It's going to be around forever. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the reality. Okay. Like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, so we have, we have, I have a dog, right? And sweet red dog, Ruby. She's an awesome dog. If you haven't met her, but people were saying like, Oh man, is that, you're still that, is that, is that Ruby? People were asking us like relatives would come over before the holiday. And there was like, is that Ruby? She's like, man, she looks different. Well, she'd gained like, eight pounds, nine pounds, you know? So we slacked off, whatever. And she, she went from like 54 pounds and I think she weighed in at her, at her most at 67 pounds. So she gained, Rube Dog, she, now look at, she carried that weight well. She is a good looking girl. She could handle a little bit of the extra weight. She still looked really good. I think she knows we're talking about she, it. She did, but she was getting a little, she was getting a little wide through the midsection. And so what did we do? 
we went from a full cup of food to a half cup of food, and we moved from getting her out three times a week to getting her out every time a week. Okay, once a week. We get her out know, once a day. We get her out every day for a little walk, and we cut her food. We did those two things, and then we watched the snacks. What happened? What happened six weeks later when we weigh in? Lost weight. She exactly. She is looking gorgeous. <laughs> she is lean. She is felt. She weighed in today. She is down eight pounds. And that's what's so interesting is that a dog, like dogs, you know, because we control her food and her exercise or activity level, you see results really, really quickly. Mm. You know, nobody's controlling us as people around what we eat or don't eat or get in the gym or not get in the gym. Sometimes we wish they were, you know, but we're not kids. Like we, right. you know, we. But this is this is the thing when we shift from. You know, I work out so I can go eat and, you know, justify, you know, the cupcake or the beer or the pizza or the whatever the thing is it is for you. If we switch to, hey, I work out so that nine, for 90% to what the transformation is about and 10% of the time I have fun, 90% per- purpose, 10% pleasure, right? When we can create a shift, because we're not saying like, be monk-like, you know, right. eat only, you know, these ultra pure, like ultra whole foods and never, ever eat anything like oh for god's sake you know we're not saying that no no i I think that you know the the 90 10 rule is is a great place to start where 90 percent of the time you're eating foods that are real foods you could you could kill it or you could pick it so to speak you know Mm -hmm. meat and vegetables close to the source baby fruit little starch no sugar i mean that that old school crossfit prescription is really tough to beat i mean it's a great starting point for most people um and then 10 percent of the time you know that it's that flex that flex time, right? Mm-hmm. Where four days you eat clean, one day you have a beer and a pizza and you don't care because exactly. you know, you're, you're, you're still progressing in the right direction. That's right. And you're not cheating. Right. You're just, you're being flexible. You're, you're embracing life for all of the greatness that it has, which right. includes beer and pizza. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Come on. And some tacos. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and it goes back to, you know, that sort of that foundational lifestyle, which is we are disciplined for five days a week in one day a week, we kind of let it go a little bit. And then one day a week, we're just sort of, you know, Mm -hmm. picture it. Yeah. You'll have the cookie, but you won't have a drink. You know, you're just sort of in that middle space. And, but you know, what works for me is when it's Monday through Friday, that's my grind time. And I stay disciplined because you have to be disciplined anyway. You have to go to work. You have to support your family, blah, blah, blah. It's a great time to just be disciplined with nutrition. And then Friday, celebrate. And then Saturday, maybe there'll be another thing. But if there's not, that's okay too. I'll clean it up on Saturday or I'll, I'll clean it up on Sunday night. Um, and that has seemed to work really, really well for me. And I 100% agree with this. And what we're super excited about is uh, you know, this year – the first time uh, we are launching our eight-week challenge, and we're going to be bringing to you uh, this exact methodology that Steve-O lives by, that I live by. Uh, I don't know if Jeremy lives by this. He just kind of eats pizza all the time. No. 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 <laughs> I'm getting on it. No, he does. He's getting on it. You, no, you changed. You went through a transformation <laughs> challenge, and that changed your whole way. Yeah. yeah. I'm in a tough situation. I'm getting married in August. That's not the tough situation. Don't, don't get mad at me. But she bakes. And I can't help myself sometimes. So my... Aliyah is a chef. You know, the extras come home. So (laughs) it's my duty to be a good future husband and eat those. Good good thing you have... So she doesn't have to. Yes, exactly. That's your job. I'm helping her. You have a genetic predisposition anyways. Like, and with your love, I mean... 
You're just one of those lucky bastards. Said, you can just do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> you just do what you is always going to be always going to be lame. I'm trying to be. Shut up. I'm trying to be healthier. Okay. <laughs> All right. I can't be known. Whatever. I can't be the gym manager. Be known as that pop tart. That's guy true. Anymore. That's true. That's true. I'm, I'm too old yeah. for that. This that's true. true. You've you graduated the next level. So, <laughs> um, so we are excited. So we do we do have a lifestyle challenge. Uh, Steve and I will be will be spearheading that challenge. Uh, we'll be launching. We'll be launching on. The 21st. 21st. Thank you. I knew it was a two, and I knew it had two and some other number. It will be launching January 21st. You'll hear a ton more on that. What's really, really exciting about it is it's going to be focused kind of on this old-school CrossFit Paleo Foundation base. Um, And we're really this 2019, you know, kind of getting back to our roots, focusing, simplifying – and this challenge is going to be all about kind of embracing those these these core paleo core CrossFit uh, as it was originally laid out type of approach, which is really fun and really simple. Yeah, and I'm so excited about that. You know, early on it was very effective, and everybody in the CrossFit community seemed to really embrace it and had unbelievable results. And then you know, I think in, in in the spirit of trying to get performance gains, a lot of people in the CrossFit community switched to going to try to get the gains. And then it sort of shifted that focus away from the effectiveness of, of clean eating and clean nutrition, if you will. But you know what? The Now that the climate of the CrossFit competitive aspect has sort of ran its course, um, you know, people are interested in, in, in just healthy habits, and that's what this is designed to do. Totally, and you know, one of the things that's fun is is in the in the health, wellness, performance, nutrition, uh, body composition changing world. There's all different ways and methodologies to get there. You know, it's like in, it's like if we look at the growth of our fitness methodology within CrossFit, we're always adding, changing, tweaking. You know, perfecting, refining, and so um, there's always great. There's always a place for experimentation and for doing different things. Uh, and then there's always a time to really focus on fundamentals and foundations. And this yeah. is very much a fundamental foundation thing. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be an eight week challenge. Challenge. Uh, it's going to have uh, prizes uh, for the the man and women, man man woman kind of categories in the fat loss category and in the skeletal muscle gain category. Because of of course, we're going to be leveraging and using it, including uh, in body testing, weekly yeah. in body testing for everybody in the challenge will be included in the challenge uh, package itself. It's going to be really exciting. I'm so excited. It's going to be super cool. Uh, have like what we always do: we'll have a Facebook group, well, Facebook lives launches, we'll have weekly uh, weekly kind. And check-ins and weigh-ins, um, and each week we'll have new content, new course that comes out, and Steve and I will be spearheading that. So more details to come on that. Uh, that is a little bit of a taste, a teaser, so to speak. Uh, you'll be hearing a ton more from us on that program as it gets a little bit closer to launch. Uh, but between now and then, we want you to continue to focus on your 2019 goals and be thinking like, you know, if you were to do this challenge, if you were to focus in here as we get into January and through into February and into March, you know, what would that goal be for you? You know, would it be a fat loss goal? Would it be a fat loss and a skeletal muscle mass gain? Would you, you know, would it be both? Right. Theoretically, you can do both. You can, it's called recomping. You can actually lose fat and gain muscle at the same time. A little more difficult, not necessarily everybody can do it, but here's what's cool. For the first time in a long time, you can step on that in-body machine each week and you can actually see what where you're making progress and where you're not. And from that, you can bring it to the group and we can talk about ways that you can make progress towards that goal. Damn right. Pretty stinking cool. Let's do it. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for this episode. So much happening. 2019 is going to be the absolute best year yet. And we are so pumped and so proud to be your partners in making it amazing. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Talk next week. Thanks for tuning into the show. This podcast has been brought to you by Local Business Academy. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. Like, share, subscribe, and leave us a review.